The opinions expressed in this podcast are individual and are not necessarily representative of Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. Thank you for listening. Conflicted Chaos with Riley and Emma. Welcome back to Conflicted Chaos, episode six. Episode six. This is our last episode going out on Spirit Live. For those who have been listening on Spotify and YouTube, Spirit Live is the platform in which our school puts the podcasts out on. So for school, this is our last uh, episode, but... For our podcast in general, for Spotify, lucky you guys, Spotify listeners we have and YouTube like listeners, three more of the year, three more episodes of this season. Um, but if you're not already following us on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Conflicted Chaos Podcast. We're always posting different stuff on there, uh, different reels, different TikToks that we don't include in our actual podcasts. So if you want more content with me and Riley. We got some good holiday content coming out. We too. do have some good holiday content some coming out. Some surprises up our sleeves. We do. Ho, so ho, uh, ho. give us a follow and uh, yeah. So Whoa. episode six. Episode six. Music versus softball. In uh, episode two, we talked about high school. It was titled "Jock versus Bannerd." Uh, I talked about my experience uh, in the band. And Riley talked about her experiences on all the sports teams. We were very different in high school, but we sort of realized there was a lot more to touch on with our main hobbies during that time. Yeah. So that's why we're here. Here we are. Talking about music versus softball. Yeah. So, uh, Riley, how'd you get into softball? Uh, same as hockey. I started playing, like, at the first year I could play. So I think I started playing when I was five. I played t-ball. I played, I guess, t-ball for three years. I played t-ball for, I think, one year. Oh. Yeah. You're trying to be like but that me. was it, though. No. Oh. Yeah, I played t-ball, and then I got asked to go to a tryout for the rep team, and so I went to that tryout and then made that team, and then so I played rep all the way up and did a lot of... I was a, I was a catcher, so I was a catcher and a left fielder, but my last year I actually ended up being a shortstop, too. Hmm. I didn't like being in the infield, though, because I was too close to the ball. Well, we don't want that. Definitely don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into... Music? music? Uh, well, it all started because uh, of my dad, actually. Shout out to my dad. He listens to all of our podcasts. Um, when I was six years old, it was when Michael Jackson passed away. And it sounds kind of a weird way to get into music, but I went into the living room where my dad was watching the TV, and uh, they were airing sort of information about Michael Jackson. And my dad wanted to make sure I sort of knew who he was, and knew about his music, and so my dad took me to... Did he to teach you the moonwalk? He, My dad did not teach me the moonwalk, actually. I don't think I could tr do the moonwalk even if I tried. Yeah, I can't I'm do not that, a very good dancer. I'm not either. <laughs> um, so my dad took me to This Is It, which was the documentary that Michael Jackson released um, sort of after his passing, and it outlined his last tour and behind-the-scenes content and some of the behind the scenes content with his music videos and I sat in the theater with my dad uh six years old and I was just absolutely like mesmerized like I thought it was so cool that he could perform on stage and sing music and that his songs resonated with so many people uh, that I just wanted to do the same at some point and so when I was nine I moved to Collingwood and I started guitar lessons 
And shortly after I started guitar lessons, I started writing my own songs um, and singing more. And um, when I was 12, 11 or 12, I joined the Collingwood Glee Club. Collingwood Glee Club! (laughs) And I just had an absolute, the best time with the Collingwood Glee Club. Like we did uh, performances, um, we did concerts, we we sung and we danced. and it was just so much fun. And we got to do solos too. So I would perform some covers. And one time I, I performed an original and I just sort of fell in love with performing live. So at that time too, I was doing open mics. Um, and then I started busking. When I was 12 years old, I started busking. So on the streets of Collingwood, I would perform for a couple of hours. Um, and then when I was 16, I got hired by Canadian Musicians Cooperative, which is a Canada-wide music program where we got to perform a lot so I was busking in the summer three or four times a week for three to six hours a day that's a long time it's a long time yeah my fingers were did you make much money yeah I would make especially on like Canada Day weekend and in Collingwood we had the Elvis festival so would you keep the money or would you have to give the money no I could keep all my tips and so speaking of my tips that summer when I busked for all of that time I took all of my tips and I saved them and that's what I used to make my EP. So Emma yeah. May Beckett's first EP. Oh. Yeah. It has hits like why don't you stay? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a hit, but actually fun fact, the intro song and the the extra extra? Yeah, our, our outro our outro, outro song. Uh, outro song is why don't you stay? By my request. By Riley's request. Um, but also so we didn't get copyright. <laughs> Fun fact, issues. I know all of the lyrics. She does know all of the lyrics. We touched on this in, uh, oh, yeah, we was did. it our first episode or our Probably. second episode? But she'll send me videos where she's at like family gatherings and my song will just be on the speaker. Or she'll be walking on a trail and for some reason she's not wearing headphones and she's got my music playing. Yeah, always. Every time. Um, Riley's the biggest MMA Beckett fan. <laughs> yeah, I am. The Beckys. <laughs> um so softball softball you played hockey so did you like softball better than hockey no hockey was my love but I was much better at softball you were much better at softball yeah but yeah so hockey would be in the winter and and hockey just went September until March March. and then usually I'd go on the ice a couple of times in the summer or like do like a summer camp or something but softball went from September until the middle of August Mm. and so it's two weeks off and then back to it back to it so yeah softball I played all year round it was like in the winter in the winters it'd be in the gyms yeah we had a thing it was called the warehouse and it was like an indoor softball field kind of we had batting cages everything was there was this just for a rep that you played for so long of the year and that you had to do like dry land yeah, training. Yeah, yeah. So for regular softball. Regular softball, you just play, I guess, you just play. April to... Uh, so this was just rep. This was because of rep. Yeah, I played all year round. So it was it was intense because it would be... Throughout the winter, it would be one to two practices. Um, but then once you got into March, April, like, so we'd play... When I started getting older, it would be... I played on one team when I was in grade 10. And it was... I think there was two weekends from the mid-March till August where that we had off um so that's a long time to be and we play we play every other weekend in the states so we go down to Seattle like almost every other weekend we did how far Seattle from you three and a half hours three and a half hours yeah we do that and then we did California Lake Tahoe 
Las you Vegas. You went down there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I played in Las Vegas in, I think it was like 40-something degree heat. So what uh, what was the league that you played in? Was it? It was just like, so in BC, like, we have like the rep league. Like, yeah. I don't even know what it's called. I guess the A fast pitch. Yeah. So, so it'd be like, so there's like the groups, same as hockey, where you play with 99s and the 98s and then the 2000s. I don't even know what we called. I guess it was like U14 uh, A-ball, and then there was B-ball. What was the farthest um, you ever went? Like for hockey, there was a specific sort of boundary that we wouldn't play out of. There were certain cities around us. Oh, certain cities that you you couldn't play. You guys all went all the way down to the States. So was it in in, like a Canada and U.S. would So the States, that would be all tournaments. Mm, Oh, tournaments. Okay. So so we would be in a tournament every – but who was in our uh, actual league that was like – I guess within kind of like an hour-ish range. Yeah. But yeah, we had like, so we'd host like the Westerns and stuff. So there would be people from uh, Saskatchewan, people from Alberta that would come play. And then there's, so whoever won our provincials, they would then go to nationals. So that was, I think one or two teams out of each province would go to nationals. My team, I never went to nationals. There was always one team that was better than... Mm -hmm. There was always the top team. White Rock was always the top team, and yeah. that was just the way it was. Did you could if you have gone any farther with softball? Like, could have you could have you have gone to university for it if you wanted? I could have, yes. And you didn't want I, to? No, I I lost the love of the game. You did. I lost after my grade ten year. I lost the love. Right. And then you did a documentary on this for your radio program. I did do a documentary. And you talked on this. about sort of what that situation yeah, the, was the that situ- made you hate it yeah I it was I because I as Emma talked about before there was like she was always being put down and stuff with hockey I had the same thing happen in grade 10 I was already kind of losing the love of the game but I had a coach that completely changed the game for me and changed in a negative way in a negative way and I think it changed like everything about me and I I don't think I'll be the, I would be the person that I am today if I didn't finish that on that team and yeah finish playing because I I would beg my parents like every single night to quit yeah because I just I had the worst experience ever and they would be like nope you got it you committed to the team so you got to push through it and at the time I hated them for it yeah now I'm like thankful that I did it and like kind of proud of myself that I got through it but well you told me I I told Emma a a story story. and so by request I'm gonna I'll just share the story so we were in Vegas. We had five people in the room. Like, so we would stay as the team. We had five people in the room. Um, so they're like two beds, obviously, because we're in like regular hotel room. And like, there was supposed to be a cot. There was no cot. There was a chair. So somehow I was stuck on the chair. <laughs> um, so I slept on the chair. I, I was. <laughs> Um, and I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and I texted my mom cause I was already so mad that I was there and I'm like, they made me sleep on a chair. <clears throat> and so we were in Vegas. So my parents were out till early in the morning, yeah. the wee hours. And I texted my mom and I think she was still quite lit as one would say <laughs> from the night before. <laughs> and so she came and met me at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> And so we had breakfast together because that's we weren't actually allowed to see the parents on the team, like when we were playing. Yeah. So my mom would like sneak in to come see me, and like we'd like go early, early in the morning. The parents couldn't come and watch your games. They could come watch the games. They weren't allowed to speak to us. Oh. Yeah. 
Was this your coach's yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah, you'd have to travel as a team. You weren't allowed to talk to your parents. You weren't allowed to. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's some, that's new. I've never heard yeah, the yeah, coach yeah. do that before. Yeah, so we would do our sneaky little lunch. Well, you could like say hi and stuff after the game quickly, and then you'd be on your way. Uh, or sneaky breakfast. And then she wa- went up to the coach's room, knocked on the door, <laughs> because, and the assistant coach opened the door, and he shut it, and he's like, I'll get... Uh, and then uh, the coach came to the door, and my mom reamed him out about me sleeping in the chair. Can you just please uh, and the next show us how you slept in this chair? Like, I, I need to visualize. Did you just sit yeah, like, I was sleep like this. Like... I was sleeping like this. <laughs> was it at least a comfy chair? No, it was not comfy did you get a <laughs> Did you get a blanket or a pillow? Uh, yeah, they gave me a pillow and a blanket, I think. But how nice of them! Yeah, the next night, I, someone else slept in a pile of pillows on the floor, oh and I was goodness. given a bed. <laughs> so why yeah. didn't was all the other beds full? Yeah, well, so the way that we did it was like on a budget. The coach would find this like the cheapest hotel he possibly could. Yeah, and so we stayed at some sketchy places. Sketchy places, but like, why get an extra room when you could just let someone sleep on a chair? Oh. Well, anyways, enough of that. <laughs> I just that had just, to have that story shared. Emma really needed the story shared. I, I, when she told me the first time, I was laughing so hard. It was the funniest thing. I mean, probably not funny for you at the time. But it, it is funny now. But it is funny thinking yeah. back on it. And I think my mom gets a good laugh out of it, too. Yeah, it's one of those things that was not funny in the moment. But yeah, but now yeah. it's, yeah. So, yeah. back to music. Music. Yeah, well, when I got to... Uh, university I kind of I'm just so busy like university is so busy with school and you know I work too music is definitely put on the the back burn it's more of a a hobby I wanted to go to school for music so like I grew up playing music high school um I was with Canadian Musicians Cooperative I did sort of other open mic stuff and I always wanted to go to school for music but I think I touched on this in our second episode, I wanted job stability. Like I, I knew a lot of the musicians that I was working with um, had another job on top of being a musician, and like I fully support them for doing that. Like that, I think it's amazing that they love being a musician so much that they're able to, you know, like willingly have another job to support themselves. I think that's amazing. But for me. I just didn't want that for myself personally. So that's when I started to sort of shift more into uh, this, which we talked about in our last episode. So, um, Well, maybe from yeah. this podcast, when we get really famous, then your Spotify is going to grow and then you're going to be well, able maybe. just to be a podcaster and a singer. Well, fun fact about my EP is the only song I really like from it is Why Don't You Stay. The other ones... You uh, don't like Rewind? Uh, I like Rewind. So Rewind a was more. a single. Rewind was a single that I I recorded when I was. You can also 14, find 15. this song Rewind on Instagram in Instagram Music. You can if that's the only so MMA Beckett to. song that you can find on Instagram. Unfortunately. Um. Yeah. So I went down to Toronto. I made my mom drive all the way down to Toronto so I could record this song, um, and I had a blast. Um. So that's Rewind. My voice sounds very little and it speaking of of little when i used to do glee club and i used to do solos calling my glee club there's a video of me singing my dad's favorite christmas song let it be christmas by ellen jackson and i just it's so funny every time i listen back to it my voice is so high we'll have to do a i can't wait to watch instagram reel actually i've already watched it but yeah it's 
Glee Club was such a fun time for me. Like, honestly, like it was, I definitely came out of my shell more being in Glee Club. Like I definitely got out of my comfort zone a lot in those few years. Um, and then when I aged out of it, I was, I was very sad because Aww. it was just so much fun for me. Like it was. How long could you do Glee Club? Like, was it all the way up through well, high school? Well, it was. Or? The way it was is it was, like, you could start when you were little. Like, they had, it was called Wee Club, so it was, like, two or three-year-olds. <laughs> oh, no. Wee Club. And they were That's so the new though. thing, Wee yeah. Club. Collingwood Wee Club. And then, basically, grade eight was the last year that you could do it. Um, unfortunately, the Collingwood Wee Club does not exist anymore. So sad. Maybe one day it'll resurface. Uh-huh. But Can we start a petition to get it back? We, we want the Glee Club. We want the Glee Club. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was just such a fun time for me. Um, and then when I got into high school, I started doing band. So that's a whole different thing. But I, I started the band. I played clarinet for two years, and then I switched to bass clarinet. It was actually really funny because I'd always wanted to play the bass clarinet. I, I did not like playing the regular clarinet. It was just kind of... It was a little too nerdy for me. Like, I was already a band No nerd, way. But playing the clarinet was a little too nerdy for Are me. Are you sure? I'm so sure. Are you and sure? And it's just like... I also played the quad drum. So, I like, I'm... I like... I like played playing the instruments that were... That were, like, big. And that were, like... That were fun, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to be stuck with a clarinet. You didn't want to so play the recorder? I did not want to play the recorder, no. So, there was... A guy in my program, and he had the bass clarinet. And I overheard him one day that he was, uh, he wasn't taking band the next year. Like he was dropping out of music. And I was like, "This is my chance." So I went to my music teachers, and I was like, "Listen, I know that so and so isn't coming back next year. I would love to play the bass <laughs> clarinet. I'm actually so enthusiastic. Like, I, I just, I want to." so bad and they said yeah and they said yes and they gave me the bass clarinet and it was the best two years it was so much fun (laughs) i'm really glad you got to fulfill your dreams of playing i did i fulfilled my dreams and uh then i i got with the marching band in grade 10 um and i wanted to play the quad drum so for those who don't know what a quad drum is it's like the big drum and marching band that has the four drums and then the one drum in the middle and it's on a harness obviously but it sits right at your pelvis and it sticks out like three feet maybe i want to say is that like three feet yeah yeah Yeah. well two feet maybe yeah well it was it was extremely heavy and it's sitting at such an awkward part of your of your body like it's it's literally like it's at your pelvis i would like you to demonstrate playing them for us well you have to like you had to lean back all the way to like balance out the weight at the front of the drums so, so when you do this in the parades and stuff, you get tired. Oh, yeah. Like, so we did the Toronto Parade. And the Toronto Parade to march it is three hours long. So we start over by Christie Park in Toronto. And I forget where we ended. Couldn't tell you where we ended, but it was a three-hour walk. So the the quadrum is 40 pounds. And in high school, I was, I was pretty small in high school. So the quadrum was, like... That was a lot of my weight. Yeah. And it was one of the most painful experiences of my life. The teachers would come by every now and then and they would they would hold the back of the drum like walking in front of you so that it could sort of take out some of the weight for a bit. And one of our teachers came by with a squirty water bottle and would like squirt the Gatorade water <laughs> bottle into our mouths cuz we were How I many of you were how many of you were walking these drums? There was uh 3 of us on the quads. 
and then there was I want to say four or five bass drums, and then there was four or five snares. Well, but there's a lot of you. The difference in weight between like the bass drum and the quad is like so significant. Like the bass drums, they were still heavy, but you could manage for a long time. Whereas with the quads, like you got tired. So for the smaller parades, like uh, Collingwood was only about. 25 minutes to march it so you could push through for those ones but for the the toronto one it was it was terrible and i remember so the quad was the last row of players in in our marching band and behind us were a few teachers and volunteers like just standing at the back of our parade or the back of our section and i remember asking my one teacher i was like we have to be almost done like there's there's no way that we're we've got a lot left. Like we have to be almost at the finish line. No, and you've, my, you've only done a half an hour. My teacher was like, we're not even halfway. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like in excruciating pain. When I took the drum off at the end of the, the parade, I, I just, I cried. I literally cried <laughs> and it, it didn't even hurt anymore as soon as I took it off. But it, it was, was like so the nice. trauma, <laughs> like the actual trauma for those three hours was terrible. But you got through it. I got through it. Oh man persevered persevered through it was there any times for you in softball where there was like uh, like really painful experiences did you get injured at all i got a couple of concussions oh that's not good i actually have already injured this thumb i have like some weird tendon issues go already going already going because i was a catcher so i spent i i say i spent half my life in a squat catching balls for pitchers because i go to like catching yeah uh, or pitching clinics and everything throughout all the years. So I had already... That was kind of like an injury. Well, Some maybe them fixing hip your flexor. It might, yeah. Because, like, how good. it feels is just, like, where the ball would hit my thumb, like, just ten times worse now. Yeah. Um, but, like, so maybe it'll help a little bit. But, yeah, there was a lot of... T- like, when we played in Vegas in the 40-degree heat, I was... We were in black uniforms, and I was catching. So I was in the mask. I was in all of the gear. Yeah. In my squat just dying everyone was so worried about the pitchers oh the pitchers oh the pitchers <laughs> the catcher the catcher i can imagine how tiring that would get yeah so that was that was tough did you I, have ever have knee problems from like oh i have the worst knee problems from, is I, it from softball yeah, yeah or yeah. from hockey too? from softball from like softball. if i sit too long if i sleep funny yeah and my knee if i sleep with like my legs up um they'll be it's, painful it's like so painful like on a flight i have to have extra leg room to have my legs out otherwise like i yeah. can't walk so do you always get the emergency aisle yeah you try to yeah yeah uh it's yeah so yeah my imagine. injury my knees that's one thing that my mom was always worried about that too she's always like she's gonna have bad knees because i had knee savers that like went between yeah. but it really didn't do that much it didn't do that much for marching band we had back braces so it was like this like thick piece of oh. not, not foam but it like it went on the like on it ties back, around you right and then it attached to the front of the drum oh so it like it really like held you in there hmm. and then we had another we had two back braces so that was one and then we had a second one that was you basically just put like velcroed it around your waist so that yeah. your back would stay straight even though you were like you had to bend all the way back so that again like it's 40 pounds and it's sticking out this way so you had to lean back so that so it was like the when I was the sleeping drum. in the chair. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit like you sleeping in the chair. <laughs> yeah, it was I the one thing that I, I hate about um COVID is that we didn't get to do marching band or band at all in grade twelve. And it was so much fun. Like we would stay in 
hotels. We would do one parade one day. We'd stay in a hotel, and then we'd do one parade another day. It was just such a fun time for me. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, I'm glad you had such a good time with bands. I'm glad you had such a good time with softball. For the most of I it. feel like it <laughs> made us into who we are. Yeah, it did. Yeah, a little it did. Bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Episode 6 of Conflicted Chaos. For those who only listen on Spirit Live, thanks for listening to Season 1. But for those who listen everywhere else you should stop listening on spirit live and listen everywhere else listen everywhere else yes for our upcoming upcoming episodes yes santa claus he's coming yeah he's coming almost here (laughs) he's almost here (laughs) well thanks guys we'll see you next week for episode seven wait 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 before we go please sing a little bit of why don't you stay (laughs) absolutely not maybe in a later i used to walk Bye guys, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <The prayer. laughs>